following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. We're back with WCW Goldberg's in trouble. Ming to the front. Back he goes to the turnbuckle. Into the gut. But Goldberg rebounds with a headbutt. Ming on the outside. Ming gets a chair. Goldberg gets a chair. This could get ugly. They're gonna. They're gonna. Well, they're gonna eat pizza. Little Caesars WCW meal. Get a free WCW motion card when you order two medium pizzas for just $9.99. Collect all four. Pizza, pizza. I'll trade you these three for Goldberg. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to... Hey, whoa, J- J- Johnny, Johnny, you can't, can't. What? You, you can't say it. It's copywritten. Michael Buffett oh. has that. Oh, yeah. Let's get ready to record a okay. podcast. All right, that'll be five grand, Andrew. Are you, gonna, are you going to um, copyright that? Yeah. Uh, for the record, uh, that's what that guy got paid Every time he did that was five grand just to come out and say that on WCW. <laughs> Speaking of weird things that are uh, copy copywritten is a uh, repeat is owned by Pat Riley. So when the Bulls won those championship, Pat Riley made money. I didn't know that. Yeah, he owns the rights to three P. Wow, you can just copyright every, like everything. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as it's not a standard word, yeah, or a standard yeah. phrase. You can copyright it, man. So every time I hear all those people saying, uh, let's get into it. Like I always have done on retro bliss for a long time. I can't sue them. No, unless you copyright it, man. I don't think I can. I've heard like a million people use that now. Yeah. But and I know, and I know get them, you can copyright it and then they have to stop or pay you. Oh, Ooh, that's a good idea. It's like, did you hear about that taco Tuesday ordeal that's happening right now? No. So, uh, apparently there is this small, restaurant that actually owns taco tuesday and taco bell is, is it taco trying... casa i think so it's something like that but taco bell is trying to take it to court for them to not be able to have that on there because they're claiming that that should be for everybody when everybody knows deep down taco bell just wants to be able to use that phrase <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna look this up 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't. I think it's Taco Casa. I think you're right. That sounds right to me. Oh, Taco John's. Oh, Taco John's. There we go. Sorry, Taco John's. Oh, because uh, there's a place here, chain, you know, kind of like Taco Bell, Taco Casa, and they do Taco Tuesdays. Oh, don't say that out loud. I'm never going to get them oh. in trouble. You need to beep out that. <laughs> Should be Taco Beep. Beep. I know. <laughs> then my daughter will lose her job. Oh, it's getting worse. <laughs> Family employment is dependent upon this place. So we can't get them in trouble. And she made like her first like big purchase. Where she I thought she was going to say taco. <laughs> no. <laughs> where she made, where she has to like kind of pay a bill. Like I know, so, I know she's been there for like a month or so, right? Yeah. She's been there a little bit now. So it'd be funny if she just now made her first big taco. <laughs> but when she bought it, she wanted a new phone. And like me, I don't pay for phones. And she was like, I want the iPhone 14 Max. And I was like, you can get whatever phone you want. Yeah, but, but you're paying for it. Yeah. You're paying. I was like, I'll pay for your service, but you're going to be paying monthly. I think that's a fair deal. You're going to be paying. So every month now, she dreads it, but she has to pay me $30. Yeah. And I gave her a deal because the lady at the store said it would be 31 And I said, let's just make it 30 So I gave her that dollar off. At, this is win-win, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is win win because I when I went and got my last uh phone upgrade, I upgraded from like an iPhone five to whatever this is, and this one was already like two years old <laughs> by the time I got it. I never get the latest ones because I just am like I'm not paying that. I have a, th- I just got a thirteen. Yeah, that's only because oddly I- enough, thirteen is how old I'm pretty sure the people were who wrote the movie we're talking about. Oh yeah, today. yes. Um, and we are talking about the movie Ready to Rumble, the WCW movie. Buenos nachos. Corey, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Are you fluent? No. I feel fine. Gordy and Sean had dead-end jobs. People always said I was a dreamer, an idiot, and a waste of life, and I will never amount to anything. No luck with the ladies. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, you're in there. And no one to look up to. Freeze! Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gabby. But at least they had a hero. Jimmy King is the greatest wrestler of all time. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Jimmy King! Oh my god, a four-post massacre! No one can survive this! This isn't even a pay-per-view! Would that be raw sewage I'm smelling? They kinda always liked that smell. Now, these dreamers, me and my associate, we're on a quest to find King. It's him! King King! Will go to any lengths. Please, crowd Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, oh, that was great! And do whatever it takes. We got a friend. He's gonna get you a trainer. Everybody knows wrestling's fake. To put their king. Do I feel fine? Back on his throne. Any match, any time. The steel cage. Steel cage wins! Bring it on! We are ready 
magic's rock! Now, let me ask you this, Andrew. Ready to rumble. If you did not look up when this movie came out, when would you guess this movie came out? Okay, so I had an idea of it because, not to humble brag, but I saw this in the movie theaters. Not to humble brag, but I too also okay. saw this okay. in the <laughs> This was a, a $3 Wednesdays. <laughs> you overpaid. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I had a feeling it was late nine, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I kind of think if you did not know anything about this movie and just watched it coming in with a clean slate completely, and you watched this, you would never in a million uh, years think this is past nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I felt I couldn't remember if it was like ninety eight or something of that nature. I think it actually but... came out in two thousand. It did. It came out. Which blew my mind. <laughs> April 7th of 2000. It's got a great running time of 107 minutes. So let's just set this scene for this movie. All yeah. right, so WCW. Here, before, go ahead. before we do it. All right. Yes. We're, we're talking very highly about this movie here. Oh, we are. Yeah. Is uh, the budget was $24 million. Box office, box office, twelve point five. Now we know why we never seen a Ready to Rumble two. Kind of a shame. Yep, but kind of you shame. are the WCW man. So yes. All right. So when it comes to the world of pro wrestling, I grew up being a big WCW nerd. I'm from the South. They're considered a Southern company, and like all my favorites were there. I watched them before I got into. The WWF stuff. So, uh, but I, I I did love both. If I'm being honest, I'm one of those guys who just likes wrestling in general. So when I knew, uh, I also this again is a giant brag. I understand, ladies, calm down, like just calm down, ladies. But I also subscribed to the WCW magazine. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. and you're still single. I don't understand it. I... All these things I put in my dating profile. You know, wow. what's subscribed to the WCW magazine? And for some reason, I don't get any. No one bites at that bait. I don't understand why. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I should be like being like people should. How am I not getting envelopes that smell like perfume? I, I don't know. It just makes no sense. But you had a subscription to the WCW. Magazine. Yes, I sure did. I had uh, the magazines that I would get would be that one and uh, EGM was a video game magazine and that pretty oh, much describes my childhood. <laughs> good old. I was a, okay. Not to get too off. I was a Game Pro guy. I did like Game Pro too, but I could only get one. So, so you know, I was a kid and my parents were like, "We'll get you one," and I was like, "All right, I gotta get EGM because they kind of that was the one that I was just into." So plus that WCW Oof. and that WCW and for. The younger crowd out there, if you're listening to it, uh, I believe now WCW, when people say it, it stands for Women Crush Wednesdays. Oh, does it? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that still happens. I have a crush on women like every day of the week. I remember like on Facebook, I would see like like somebody would like post a picture of their girlfriend. Yeah. Yes, yes, and they put right, yeah. hashtag WCW, and I'm like, what does this have to do with World Championship Wrestling? Yes. <laughs> 
but so somebody but in in the late 90s the two big wrestling companies were WWF who are now WWE and WCW and it was the called the Monday Night Wars and these two companies were huge it's probably the biggest pro wrestling ever got because when I, I remember, I mean, you've talked about this before. You go to you go to high school, and people are either wearing like an NWO shirt or a Stone Cold shirt. You know, like it was humongous. It was in the you know it was in embedded into pop culture. So, uh, but WCW towards the late nineties was starting to hurt. Uh, they were kind of starting to fight. They really fell from grace because at one point they were dominating WWF. They were the big weeks. Yeah, literally 82 weeks is a great uh, Eric Bischoff podcast that alludes to that. So for 82 weeks, WCW was beating WWF. And then it's like the bottom sort of fell out. All these problems that were always kind of there sort of started taking over. And they were like, we got to do something. So the idea for this movie comes about. And they really... Put a lot into this movie. They thought this movie was going to you come don't out and <laughs> but... <laughs> no, but they they a thought... lot of promotion. You can tell you can tell there's a lot of money into this movie though. Yeah, you can tell that. Uh, so it's it's a huge. It's basically it's the Mac and Me for McDonald's I was for WCW. Say that, I was going to say this is like Mac and Me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is basically a big marketing ploy for WCW, but it's a movie. It's a Hollywood A plus movie with some honestly some pretty good actors in this thing. <laughs> that is the shocking part of watching it. It's like there are some good actors, and then you actually get into it, and you're like, "Ugh, I yeah. can see why you don't do too much nowadays." Yeah. So if I could just describe this movie, somebody was like, "Hey, can you just describe this movie?" Think of the year 1999. If you go back in time and you went to two 13-year-old boys and you said, write something you think is funny and we'll make it. This is that, but on an aggressive level. <laughs> yes. I, I, if, if I had to describe it, I would say this is, a wish version of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure with wrestling it in a way. I I guess, but there's no phone booth. No, there's no phone booth, but it's basically two. And they're not time traveling, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's two friends. They love Jimmy, the King. Yeah. Jimmy, the King gets, he's the only wrestler who's a made-up wrestler for this the other ones were actual wcw wrestlers that are in this yeah i i didn't like that and john cena john cena shows yeah and you can see him in this yeah it's pretty wild. you can't miss that bleach bleach blonde hair yeah. Yeah. that's how you could tell it's the 2000s <laughs> i want to brag but when i had hair i had some frosted tips oh nice nice yeah. one time when that, I was in high school, I was like, I want to, because this is when Eminem was huge. I was like, I'm going to blonde my hair. And I let this, uh, one of my friends do it because I thought she would know what she was doing. And this is no knock on her. But the point is, my hair ended up being construction cone orange. <laughs> so I just rocked that for a summer and I was fine. 
it's the 2000s you could be like i'm yeah. punk i'm going to warp tour yeah honestly it, it was fine my grandpa didn't care for it but other than that it was <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah so the gist of this movie is and you're you're right is these two friends they're big fans of wcw especially the king and the king gets i guess dethroned whatever you want to call it and gets kicked out of wcw by the evil promoter that was Sinclair. what in his name yeah sinclair by played by what is that guy joe pat leon who just yeah he's been yeah he's been in quite a few things like every bad guy in every movie ratted them out on the matrix he played the just he plays pretty much every almost every bad guy in every movie yeah yes and this is probably the beginning of when david arquette was kind of a big name for a little bit there uh yeah because i was already done had he already done scream by this time i can't yeah yeah because i was looking up to see what the time period was oh he also did around this time a year before he did muppets from space oh that's what i'm talking about see that's that's my heart and soul but yeah, yeah, 96 was Scream, so he's done like Scream, Scream 2, Never Been Kissed, which is a pretty decent movie in my opinion. And along there is Ready to Rumble. Yeah. Now, to set up David Arquette, he actually is a legit wrestling fan. He loves pro wrestling, still is. Uh, he's got there's a great documentary called You Can't Kill David Arquette. I highly recommend. It's really really good. Nick Gage uh, almost did. <laughs> yeah that's in there uh but it's it's i highly recommend it it's really really good but he would also get a lot of flack for this movie because wcw was so uh wanting this movie to be a big deal that they made him a major part of the actual yeah. wcw wrestling and he famously won the championship belt and he's the one who gets all the hate for uh, for it he had nothing to do with it uh, there, uh, the was it Russo at the time? At this time, yeah, I can't, if, it might have been if Russo. Bischoff's not there, then Russo's got to be there. Yeah, so I understand. There's a lot of insider wrestling talk here, uh, so just know we're sorry if you don't understand any of this. But he he gets a lot of hate that I am very grateful for. That a lot of people have kind of come around on because it really does sound like he's just a good guy. Because most of the money he actually would donate to other wrestlers who uh i think um who's the one who got paralyzed uh oh gosh what's his name oh draws draws yeah and i think he gave some money to uh either a charity or to the actual hart family the owen hart family i think so it wasn't like he uh you know so he really is a really good guy uh, from all accounts it seems so anyway i want to get to that because i honestly think he's actually pretty good in this movie <laughs> I think it's a typical David Arquette character for. I I'm not this saying he's going to win an movie. Oscar. Yeah, but I'm it, saying for this type of movie, of the laughs that I did get, he was the cause of most of the the I couple. <laughs> I rewatched it twice. I think it. I don't know why I got one laugh. Like one. I'll tell you what part. my biggest laugh was. I didn't have very many. My biggest laugh there's and it's all. From an unlikely source, and I never noticed it before until my rewatch now, and it had been uh, obviously well, uh, probably well over a decade or so since I've seen this. And after Saturn 
and uh, Sid Vicious had oh. been beaten up by the old man, and they're sitting on the couch. They kind of the camera pans over to him, and Vicious is just sitting there, and he's been beat up, and he's just sobbing. <laughs> my that got me. <laughs> my biggest laugh in this is just to go along with the story as they're trying to redeem Jimmy the King. Uh, he finally they talk him in, and he confronts Diamond Dallas Page, sucker punches him, and then they have this big party afterwards because he finally gets a match to get it, try and get his title back. And they're partying, and they're standing around watching the Nitro Girls, and I'm going to bring that up too in a minute about how I kind of felt about that in this. Yeah. And uh, Mean Gene looks at Jimmy the King, played <laughs> yes, by Albert yes. Platt, and he's like, he's like, like, don't you... Do, do you think people think I'm sexy? And he's like, yeah. I think you're sexy, Mean Gene. And that right there, just listening to Mean Gene ask if people thought he was sexy is, yeah. I think, right, so was let's, worth let's, the price of, of the $3 I spent. Yeah. You can watch this movie for free right now on YouTube. Yeah. that's And it. real quick, my issue with that would be, dear YouTube, I know you listen to the show. Obviously, you do. Um, if you're going to put a movie for free, which I'm grateful for, by the way, um, make your commercials the same effing volume as the freaking movie, because I had to turn the movie up to hear it. Yeah. And then the commercials will come out of nowhere. You're never really get a warning for them and they blow your eardrums out. Hulu. So please fix that. Hulu does the same thing. That's why I stay away from Hulu unless I'm like, I'm get into the mindset I will put up with the commercial to see something free because I understand the payoff there. So it doesn't necessarily bother me. But if you're going to do it, do not make this volume so different. It's beyond annoying. I can't stand it. So anyway, my, that's my little soapbox real quick. But so, to give you an idea of how aggressive this movie is and trying to be 13-year-old humor, within the first five minutes, they already use words that you can't, that you shouldn't use anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I I noticed that the second time watching it, I was like, eh, I don't think you could say that anymore. Yeah, within the first five minutes, that that yeah, that happens. There's a lot of jokes where the joke is a dude loving another dude kind of jokes. Yeah, but it's played, but it's when me and you were that age, that was fine. Uh, I mean, I'm not a to sit here and act like I never made those jokes when I was that age. Obviously, I did. I was a idiot kid who thought that was funny. But when you're an adult, you and now you kind of know better, and it just feels weird seeing it in a mainline movie now because yeah. it happens again one time. You kind of like okay, but it happens more than once. A lot of it, yeah. The uh, Slurpee or whatever they call them. Where oh, he the, sticks his finger in his butt and makes now the, I will say he goes, Gordy, why does it look like you have your finger in your butt? And he goes, Because I do. That was I did bad. I did enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was that was good. Yeah. That was good. But most of it was like you said, 13 year old humor for what it was. Like aggressive 13 year old humor. It could have been so much better because it's it is kind of a redemption story. Yes. Where he has to go back and there's a lot of little uh, threads here. There's a redemption story for King. And there's like a, you know, Gordy. Up. 
coming of age when they look like they're already like 35 years old. Yeah, yeah. Because Gordy, (laughs) I mean, that's David Arquette's character. His dad wants him to be a cop. And there is a really funny scene where like you see him at his house and his dad and his mom and his sister and they're all dressed the same as cops with glasses and everything playing with their guns. I thought that was pretty funny. Or when he tries to when he sends him the postcard saying that he's going on the road with King. And he shoots oh, it. Yeah, he shoots it. A and shoots it. Uh, but, he misses. but that was the other thing too, is how many like containers of liquid did he have in I his- thought about that too? Because they were in that fridge and it shot in very different areas of that fridge, all leaked incredibly yeah. so i'm thinking yeah. to myself there's a lot of like a liquid in that fridge what do these people not carry food in their fridge is it all and also when you first meet his dad his dad shows up at that store oh, that at was... the very beginning and he actually uh gordy and what's the other guy's name his best friend uh, i'm blanking on his name sean sean. sean uh so he sees sean and he acts like he's going to arrest him and he's risking him and he oh, that finally grabs his that testicles <laughs> And he's like, "What's that?" He was like, "My nuts." And then he was like, "He was like, one of these days you could be on the other side of this." And he was like, "What? Me grabbing your nuts? That <laughs> that that was pretty good." Yeah, but that was good. Kind of but my well point is, written. my point is, it's revealed really quickly that that's his best friend's dad doing that. <laughs> yes. And they, Which I is love just it. Weird. <laughs> I love it how they don't even mention Sean's parents. You, the only time you hear his, yeah. about his parents is when they're traveling, and his dad had passed away or something, and left him the the business that they do, which is uh, what would you call that? It's uh, draining porta draining and cleaning porta potties would be the best. yeah yeah. So they're always in like a truck that has uh, you know all this all that stuff in it from draining that. And uh, there's also. Like they go see WC the WCW Nitro show, and that's when you see King get quote unquote dethroned and they're driving back and they're really dejected about that. And they wreck the truck and it goes everywhere, right? Yeah. And then they never, I don't know if you noticed this or not, because they don't go home after that. They stay around and they catch a ride with some nuns and they never take a shower. They've never showered or anything. There's no way they don't still smell and then they try and blame the nuns for farting so maybe it was them the whole entire time just yes yeah it's gotta be right yeah i you you know i also think you could have more fun with the nuns instead of just them knowing uh that devil song i mean that's kind of an easy joke i think do you want to hear some of my notes and everything that i wrote down about i sure do (laughs) okay uh, so first of all, why heal DDP? He is probably the greatest baby face in WCW history where he could do a promo, have a good match and everything else, but yet they make heal DDP in this movie. He, yeah. The only thing I can guy. think of is he's one of the better talkers. Right, yeah. so that's the only thing I can think of, but I know what you mean, because especially at this time, he's definitely one of the biggest faces. That's a good guy in wrestling terms. And, I mean, his diamond cutter is such a big move, you know. That's the RKO now to people who know Randy Orton, but uh, it's 
It is a wild as a fan of WCW and knowing WCW, that is a wild choice of him being healed. Because most of the time, honestly, he's a good guy until WWF decides that he's going to stalk uh, the Undertaker, whoever. I think it was Undertaker, wasn't it? It was yeah. weird. He stalked his Undertaker's wife or something. Not even stupid his wife anymore. <laughs> yeah, so dumb. So dumb, 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 dumb. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't get Oliver Platt. Like, I feel I, I do, but then I don't. Like, I, can we? And I feel bad saying this because we're you're way more of a Mick Foley fan than I am, but we're both Mick Foley fans. And like, I don't know. Oliver Platt doesn't seem like a a guy that would look the way with that sounds horrible. I don't with the way he looks in the wrestling industry. It doesn't seem like a guy that always gets everything. Like he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. The like Mick of, Foley, like I know what you're saying, because Mick Foley, Cornette. Yeah, because because if you look at him just from a aesthetic point of view, the closest I think would be Mick Foley, right? Kind of a yeah, a guy who looks like an everyday guy, right? Kind of looks like an everyday guy, maybe a little a little chunky ish kind of dude, and you pull for him for that reason. Mick Foley did win the title like twice, but every time he did, it was a humongous deal. The way they present King here is that he's always been on top. He's like the biggest star in WCW in the world. And, uh, you know, and it is kind of weird to see somebody like that. Like if I had the, that and with Jimmy the, the King, I would book him way differently. Yeah. With the King gimmick too. Yeah. Yeah, like it seems very childish. Yeah, and this it's a, it's time a, period in wrestling. So that's yeah, that was he didn't yell puppies once. No, that's what I thought they were going for was like a Jerry the King Lawler, and then you yeah. look at Lawler, but even Lawler has I felt more charisma than this character did. Yeah, and that's nothing against Oliver Platt, who I think is actually a really good actor. He is a good actor. Uh, but if you actually go into the behind the scenes of this. I think it was the wrestler Kenyon who actually would do the wrestling and the stunts for him. And I he had to put on a, a quote unquote a fat suit. I, I can say these things because I'm a fat guy, so I can say these things. And uh, so there's a lot of fun behind the scenes stuff with this movie. <laughs> I can't unsee Canyon for every single bump. I know, man. Gosh, what a sad, what an underrated guy he was. Who's better than Canyon? Nobody. Uh, Rose McGowan looks out of place sasha yes sasha the nitro girl like it just looks like somebody was a fan and they were like hey we're gonna put you in there i know i'm tearing this movie down so badly and then her character i feel for as big as an actress as she was really didn't carry anything i mean how many lines and all she did was betray them and you know help Saturn. But her her thing is weird too. though. her whole arc is she's obviously been set up to betray them. She's trying to get information, so she starts this relationship with Gordy. But it's alluded to, and he says to his dad when he wrote to his dad that they completely had sex. By the way, yeah, because he goes, "I'm not a virgin anymore." So like they really do not make her character look good at all here. Uh, very attractive lady. I think she's actually a really good actress. But this is like a weird part. And again, I'm looking at this also as a guy who was heavy into WCW wrestling 
And I knew who the Nitro girls were. And I'm like, that's she's not a Nitro girl. It was the first yeah. thing I remember ever thinking when I was watching this the first time. It didn't make it didn't make sense. Uh little just quick statement. Hell yeah, Mike Tanay. Me too. Yes. So underrated. Yes. Uh, this is my okay, I'm gonna skip one. I've already said who's better than Canyon. Uh because that was in there. Uh, this was a typical I'll read because now I'm on like my blanket statement, but I'll read that at the end. So this was, I felt a typical safe storyline, which I have no problem with in movies. Uh, most recent one that I noticed had typical redo safe storyline was Sonic, even though that wasn't that recent, but it was the most recent movie that I could think of that I watched yeah. where, you know, okay. Person from another dimension or whatever comes to earth, yeah. kind of like this one two friends set out to do something but it's just like we alluded written by a couple of like 13 year old boys like there was no how can we add depth yeah yeah i would argue the sonic movie is way way better and you can definitely tell this sort of story like you're saying but you need to put your spin on it and it needs to offer something whether that be heart or be incredibly funny uh the problem here with a lot of this humor is that it's very dated humor and it's done so even without making references yeah because a lot of times you make reference humor and that will date your humor but just the style and type of humor in this dates it really really horribly i just didn't get it uh this one really made me mad as I didn't pick it up before, but now I've watched this and I did. There's no theme music. Yes, yeah, same. If, like, why, just give me DDP's knockoff Nirvana music, please. If I don't hear, if DDP walks out of somewhere and I and don't there's hear, no self high five starting I it up. Yeah. If I don't hear self high five, I'm pissed. Yes. <laughs> Come on. You had. That was the one piece as I watch old thunders and stuff. And I find it funny that they dub over Chris Jericho's theme music with the walls of Jericho every time he walks out, if you watch it on the network. But that is one like entrance music that I remember other than obviously like the NWO, you know, Ric Flair from WCW that is like the one where you're like, yeah, when you heard, like you said, that knockoff Nirvana, and then you heard yeah. Cell. That one was that one was big for me. Goldberg's theme was big for me, and um, those are probably your biggest. And Sting's theme, I remember really, yeah, getting hyped for the Crow Sting's theme, yeah, as they say. Uh, Martin Landau, who played what was his name? He played the old man. So it's a long Sal- name. I can't remember. Yeah, Sal Bandini. He's probably my favorite character in this. Uh, it's too hard. Oh, um, you know, yeah. Anything yeah. about wrestling percent, history, yeah. they were like, Obvious. Hey, yeah. how can we get a Stu Hart character in this? Yeah, a million percent, but I really like this character quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he, he was good, but I was like, like, couldn't they have like made him wrestling family? But the minute I heard the screaming and. Where yeah, he was like, "Oh, I was just finishing up with this high school wrestling team," and he's like, "And they're all beat up and stuff." Yeah, yeah. what is? Oh, he goes, "Remember, don't let go of the hold until you hear cartilage snap or they poop their pants." Yeah, uh, uh, 
This one we might have a disagreement on. Just like the Nitro Girls on Nitro, in this movie, they are unnecessary. Okay. (laughs) I think in today's era, they might, you might have a case because it's obvious. I mean, in this movie does not hide it. It's obvious that they're there for one reason, right? And it's so not just subtle. No, not at all. It's so like, once again, it feels like there's there's no nudity in this movie. There's no no nudity. Even though there's a scene where the two guys are like naked, naked. they're not naked because they share the whole thing. Just straight peeking in on them in the room. Yeah. Perving a million percent. They're very incredibly attractive women. I was very much at the right age for the Nacho Girls when they were a thing. And I'd be a giant hypocrite if I said that I didn't enjoy looking at them at that age. And I still do. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. They're very incredibly attractive women. And But I know what you're saying. It's not like this is the, they the Laker girls or somebody, right? Yeah, they didn't speak other than Rose McGowan's character. Yeah, who's not even a real Nacho girl. girl. No knock to her, I obviously. could see if they spoke, but yeah. literally all they did was dance. And then at the one scene right before, this was right before the Mean Gene, Am I Sexy thing, they like take off these tiny skirts and they just have their underwear on. Yeah. That is it. And who is it? Oh, Sean looks up at the sky and he thanks the Lord that they did that. And I'm just thinking, okay, on nitro, when they're showing the nitro scenes, go with it because that's part of your, part of your thing. I'm just dancing at a random after party at an after party in a dirty parking lot underneath an overpass. At an RV. Yeah. <laughs> that hits. I think that's where I was like, this is. That part is definitely unnecessary. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I actually agree with you completely there. So. <laughs> and then also, did you catch this as a Star Wars fan? When Gordy is playing the trick on Sean, where he's. Uh, Sean's in the porta potty. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like the suction thing. When he turns it off, did you notice it was the sound effects from it sounds like the sound effects from Empire Strikes Back when the hyperdrive failed? No, I did not. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. It Man. makes that. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're right. It really does. <laughs> and this is kind of this is self-explanatory but i just felt like i had to write this down just because of the whole monday night wars thing that we were that you were talking about why didn't the king just go to wwf yeah but does it i'm pretty sure they're not gonna mention their competition no 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 and finally my blanket statement for wcw or for i'm sorry ready to rumble is this this movie shows everything wrong with wcw at this time yes it does under with things where you want to kind of more of in a storyline they didn't give it to you because they felt that they could flash stupid jokes and and girls at you yeah you're not wrong there's there are parts of it that i 
like, like you said, that they don't really give enough time to. Like the whole Sean, and he has this one girl that he has a big crush on when it's obvious the other girl is the ones for him. Mm -hmm. And that does come to tuition like it should because she's always been supportive of him. I really feel like he could have given more time to that, and that would have meant way more than what we get uh, for sure. And that's a much more likable storyline to me. The whole thing with Gordy and his dad just wanting his dad's approval, uh, but his dad doesn't want to accept him for who he is, that type of thing. You can really have some really great moments with that. And there are a couple, like at the very end where his dad is obviously very proud of his son for the cop character. I did like that a lot. But give me more of, of that. I need to see why he would want his dad's approval because all you see of his dad before that moment is he's a complete a-hole yeah right to his son uh so just give me some moments where like you can see why i think that's my main problem with this whole movie is that i really wanted this wcw movie to be good and mm. the fact of the matter is it has no heart in it it has no i don't mean i don't mean bret hart but there is no bret hart in this either. well I mean, could it be goldberg's in it <laughs> yeah, as a <laughs> as a as a movie on from zero from one to ten, Goldberg's a zero, and that's uh, that's the problem here is there's no heart in this movie. It's way more of you can have a really fun comedic, over the top, stupid movie, but it's got to have some soul in it, and I don't think this movie has much of a soul there it's exactly what you said it's mac and me it's calories right it's just calories it's empty yeah, calories it's just like mac and me it's how much stuff can we push down and i don't feel they push enough like mac and me was shoving coke and mcdonald's down your throat like yeah but at least a new coke would could save an alien life form's life i don't get that this, here <laughs> this movie i don't think you see enough of what wcw is yeah and everything else i mean there's a big twist at the big turn at the end where king's son turns on him and that should be such a bigger moment for this movie but it's but not. you don't care you just don't no. care because <laughs> by that time like there's no like setup of like him yeah actually going to the thing or anything else. i do like the there's running a gag. Man in the ring i do like the running gag about his teeth being bad oh. and when uh king goes to his his ex-wife and goes i'm gonna win that money and by god i'm gonna get our son a good dentist yeah. i did like that line quite a bit <laughs> so these were the wrestlers that they had in here yeah uh obviously goldberg ddp sting makes a brief i think you wanted to push sting but this was crow sting so his yeah, but I could use more Sting though. Give me more Sting. I think unless you're a Sting person and you know who Sting is, I think the layman coming to this who doesn't know anything about WCW watching this movie, they're not going to understand yeah. why that's a big moment at all, really, because he has two scenes at most, right? Well, yeah, or three technically, because there's that scene at the end where he's like, where he hits the one kid, and then the other kid's like, "Do me, do me," and he hits him too. That's pretty funny. But it's also set up by a stupid by joke. stupid joke. So yeah, Booker T, who around this time is probably about to get his big is getting his big push. Yeah, I've always been a big Booker T fan, so Very I'm all for as much. Yeah, oh, oh yes, 
uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Bam, oh, Bam. I have a hot take. I have a hot yeah. take. Let me see if you agree with me here. I think that Booker T's book end is way better than Rock Bottom. Oh, 100%. Okay. I was, I was having, the Rock Bottom is fine. I like it way better than the People's Elbow as an actual wrestling move, but Booker T's version, I liked way more. That personally. Harlem Heat music is absolutely oh, yes. that it used to come out to. Absolutely. And it's, and man, and people don't realize Booker T used to do like a flipping leg drop off the top rope. It was freaking cool. That's all get out. All right. Sorry. I'm a big Booker T guy. Uh, Macho Man, Bam Bam Bigelow, Sid Vicious, my man, Juventud Guerrero, Kurt Hunting, Disco Inferno, Billy Kidman, Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr., Harry Saturn, Prince Iakea, before he was the wrestler or artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. <laughs> Van Hammer, and I'm going to say George, Gorgeous George, but not the Gorgeous George, the wrestler, the one that Macho Man had with him because yeah. uh, he, he bought the gimmick. Yes. Yes. So, but you named all of those. I would say three or four of them all actually speak. ADP talks. Macho Man talks, Goldberg talks, Sting talks. I, I can't remember if any of the other ones really do, besides that one scene where Sid Vicious is is, not, is sobbing, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Now, side note, side note, if you want a great laugh, just uh, look on YouTube, Sid Vicious Goldberg, and enjoy those scenes of when Goldberg smashed his car. And Sid Vicious oh. runs out and jumps on top of the smashed car. It's comically smashed, by the way. But I like it from a cartoon. It jumps up and just screams Goldberg over and over again. It's one of the greatest moments of any sort of media. Oh, because I was going to say, why isn't Hogan? He's probably doing movies, man. Because this came out in 99. It probably was filmed in about 99 or so. Hogan yeah, 98-ish is probably when it was filmed, 98, 99, right in there, yeah. So where's Hogan? He's the third man. <laughs> Isn't it weird that Hogan's biggest moment, his biggest moment, like, in WCW, came at Bash's, Bash's, Bash, I can't even talk, Bash at the Beach. And his lowest moment in WCW came at Bash at the Beach. Well, that makes sense, right? That's how you do a career right there. What? I don't know. There's like other guys. We got no. I think his lowest his lowest moment was any season of Hogan Knows Best, but that's me. <laughs> Just to watch that all the time. I did too. By the way, his son, giant a hole, even in yeah. the show. At least he didn't hide it. I guess. <laughs> got to go with what you got. Yeah. Now, if, do you think there was any other wrestlers that were missing? Like, I'm thinking, where's Nash? Where's Hogan? Nash, Hall, uh, Hogan. But beyond this. Yeah. Uh, isn't this part of his... Uh, this might be when he was having his yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like, Booker T should have been more. But, yeah, I don't understand why you don't let Booker T at least talk. It is charismatic, I feel. So you could at least have him talk a little bit. There's a why did they don't, Inferno? 
I like this. Now, okay. All right. So here, here we go. I'm glad you said that. Okay. All right. At the toward the end of the movie, when Goldberg shows up with reinforcements to help King out because he's getting uh, manhandled by a whole bunch of other wrestlers, the the heel, the bad guy wrestlers. His his team that he comes up with it's Goldberg, it's Billy Kidman, it's uh, who's the other one? It's like four or five of them. Isn't it Booker T comes out too? Booker T, yes, but the one who doesn't make any sense to me is Disco. Was, is Disco for <laughs> why is Van Hammer? Those are the two guys where I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, no disrespect to Disco Inferno and Van Hammer. No, and I'll he- disrespect them because Disco Inferno, the guys. I don't care for, but when I was into WCW, I always would like, I just want to see him hit that chart buster. Where's Alex, Wright? Come on. Oh, Doc- I mean, Alex, Wright, In my opinion, underrated. Yeah, he is in mine. Where's Das wonder kid. Yeah. What? I don't. Where's Ray Mysterio. He was in. Oh yeah, he was. It's yeah. unmasked Ray. This is cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Because he actually gets injured doing that, right? Yeah, he's actually yeah. in a wrestling uh, m- moment when they go to when they go to Nitro. Yeah, he does like that pop up Frankensteiner. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, this is Filthy Animals era, I believe. It is. It is. So why is Kidman? Yeah, like they didn't keep anything good because when Kingsman came out to help him, when they did like the reenactment of the Montreal Screwjob type thing to get the belt off a of King. It was Conan, Kurt Henning, and I forgot who else came out. And I'm thinking to myself, why is Conan not with... Oh, and Billy Kidman. And the Filthy Animals, wasn't it Kidman, Mysterio, and Conan? Yeah, that was the Filthy Animals, yeah. But yet, they're like, no, we're going to break them. Like, there was... Once again, there's no cohesion. There's no... Stick to... I, I understand... WWF was all over the place at some points too. Um, I'm still wondering, even today, like even before WrestleMania 32, I'm wondering what was in the lockbox Shane McMahon was talking about. I want to know who that mysterious GM was that one time, but we never found out. Yeah, wasn't it Hornswoggle? No, the the one that was uh, they'd always read emails from. You yeah, wasn't that? it Hornswoggle? I didn't think it. I don't think they ever said who it was. I'm pretty yeah, sure they, they pulled did. him out from underneath the ring with a computer. No, that's not right. I remember that. <laughs> that can't be right. But there's no cohesion. There's no depth. No, Horsewoggle was, uh, he ended up being Vince McMahon's son. Remember? No, I, that I really, do remember. I did not watch at this point, but watching videos, I believe Hornswoggle was the, you not, you know, I think you're getting confused with being, uh, being Vince McMahon's son because Fit Finley would start taking care of him. Fit Finley, another underrated wrestler, by the way. Yeah, I watched him. Yeah, the anonymous Raw GM, Raw GM revealed. And it's going to be like a throwaway thing because I legit don't remember that. It's Hornswoggle. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think you're in on this. I think you're, you and Meltzer got some behind the scenes thing going on you haven't told me about. It's, it was Hornswoggle. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> He's Vince McMahon's son. It's nothing right, else. It's right here. Michael, the Hornswoggle was revealed to be the anonymous Raw general manager 
after the character returned for one night on July 9th, 2012. I don't think that's true. Now, there was one in 2014 that made a brief return to television, but uh, it was removed from power. Sure, sure. All right, whatever. The first one, Mr. Command. Yeah, so, yeah, Hornswoggle was one of them. No, he was Vince McMahon's son. No, we've been over this. Okay. So back to Ready to Rumble, <laughs> WCW, because they don't get enough love. But that's all it was. Is... Oh, and by the way, when this movie comes out, WCW is is done, I think, that same year, right? No, no or do they make it a little bit more time left. Or do they make it to 2001? I can't remember when it actually gets sold. To I believe man. they make it to 2001. Well, they're not around for much longer. <laughs> Can I tell you even something more crazy about me seeing this in the movie theaters? Please. I saw it with my girlfriend at the time. Oh, and that's why she's not with you anymore, right? She's like, this guy's going to take me to this kind of movie. <laughs> it took me some terrible movies. Uh, but then again, I think I would want to watch the ones that, uh, let's see. When did they go out of business? March okay, March twenty March twenty sixth, two thousand and one. All right, so it wasn't too much longer. Yeah, and they were done. Yeah, poor WCW. Long live WCW. Yeah, and they got sold for really cheap too. By the way, yeah, two point five. Yeah, I mean that's not cheap for me, but like for a business of that magnitude, that's pretty cheap. Guys just made banks sitting on those guaranteed contracts for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a I was a giant Goldberg kid, so when they got sold, I was like, man, I'm going to get to see Goldberg taking on Stone Cold. Like I was getting so excited about that. No, no. no. Uh, just and then when I got older, I was like, you know what? If they're going to pay me and I'm that much money to not do anything, I get it. <laughs> I think it was only Booker T and DDP were the ones that kind stuck. of stuck. Yeah, they. Or, uh, Billy Kidman was there for a little bit, and he actually were, ended up getting a back uh, ground role. He would end up being like uh, an agent or whatever they call those there for a yeah. long time. Uh, but as an own air thing, Booker T, I think, still had a fairly good career, and uh, was still he actually I would dare say got even bigger in W. He's probably the only one that got. Oh yeah, yeah. the only one. DDP has. was a giant miss for them. They could have done so much with that guy, and what they did was so stupid. Um. He, Poker T is probably the only one that they didn't like extremely bury. Yeah. The other ones, they seem like it felt like they went out of their way almost. To say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that was so much later because he was one of those guys who was getting paid. Uh, Sting. Yeah. Because Sting. Because no. they get, they get the, the thing is, is WWF buys WCW. And if you're a wrestling nerd, you're thinking like, oh man, you're already in your mind thinking of all these great matches you're going to get. But the reality was Goldberg, uh, Hall, Nash, Hogan, uh, you know, Sting, all these big top stars don't come over. No. And you get uh, Booker T, who's amazing and incredible. And I'm so glad that uh, he actually got to go in his legacy was really good over there, but you know, uh, you know, he had like Buff Bagwell. No disrespect to Buff Bagwell, Buff Daddy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, that was like they're showing off of uh, right. WCW. That was Wait, like one of their. If I'm 
not mistaken, he's buff and he's got the stuff. Yes. And he's got a mom on a pole match. No, forklift. Was it a forklift? Yeah, you could put a mom oh, yeah. on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Not Rick rude. <laughs> but that is... In my memory, they took Judy Bagwell and they put her up on that pole. <laughs> and she was really uncomfortable. <laughs> Who is the greatest mom in wrestling? Is it Mama Cornette? Or is it Judy Bagwell? Or Linda McMahon? Oh, oh man. Let's oh, man. do both side and then we'll get into what characters we would have played and then our ranking. I want to go Judy. I'm going to rank these Judy, Mama Cornette, and, and then Linda. I'm going to go me. Mama Cornette because I'm brainwashed by Jim Cornette. Mama Cornette, Linda McMahon, then Judy Bagwell. Yeah, because Judy Bagwell should have not been in that position to put herself. You mean literally on a pole that position? <laughs> yeah. Pole position? And Linda position. McMahon to represent her in the, what is it, the fatal four-way match for WrestleMania 2000. I do believe she had Mick Foley with her. Oh, man. Now you're trying to talk me into it. You know I'm such a Foley mark. That's not fair. I know. Yeah. See, I said, I, the minute I said it, that's not fair. Yeah, um, that's a good question, though. Uh, yeah, but let's let's talk about this. Who would you be in this movie, Andrew? Oh my goodness, who would I? <laughs> Probably the first time where I'm like, do I have to? Since back at me, uh, I think I would want to be Sale Bandini. I think that that was another fun character that they didn't get into in depth on. Was he a champion? Yeah, did he wrestle. And his humor works because it's mostly like physical over the top goofy humor. Yes. So it kind of stands the test of time. Yeah. I, I think that uh, was that's my, my favorite character in this movie. So yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite. And we didn't get enough. Yeah. I think my hope would be that character, but I think people would cast me as Arquette's character would be my guess. I think you would do a better job than David Arquette. I'm not going to say that because I do like David Arquette, but I appreciate that. I'll take that as a giant compliment. <laughs> I think I think you could add a little bit more substance where. I don't think he was asked to add any substance. Yeah, though. that is true. <laughs> there is none. And how do we want to rate this wonderful movie? What right, is... so this is, oh man. What, what could we pick that's very WCW-ish? No. Oh. What what just screams WCW? All right, so how many Vince Russos out of five would you? Oh, give you're killing me, bro! <laughs> I give this movie, and this is way more. Oh, by the way, if you told me Vince, forgive me, Mister Cornette, for using his real name. <laughs> I have to, I have to ask. For forgiveness, because you know you cannot use his real name. In vain, especially. Uh oh, you could use it in vain, I believe, on that one. Or not Mr. Cornette, you can't. But um uh, one and a half Vince Russo's. Oh man, I think you've been incredibly generous. <laughs> I I'm giving it the one and a half because there is some 
nostalgia value, even though this came out later, like I'm almost probably like 18 at this point, if I'm not already. Eight. Yeah, I'm about to graduate high school or go. In yeah, I was about to say, I graduated high school in 2001. Yeah, this came so, out the year before. So I'm in high school. But the other great nostalgia thing, even though it was years later after this came out, we used to yell the I will rule you. Yeah. Or at work just randomly. We could have called this how many uh, upside down diamonds would you diamond cutters? Would you Whoa. Get <laughs> yeah. What is a double diamond cutter? Did you notice that? I'm I'm ashamed that like a shame Mike Tanay had to read double diamond cutter because, you know, he was like, this doesn't make sense. What is yeah, it? It's just a 3D. It's all it is. Yeah. yeah. It's the it's a Dudley boys finishing move. It's a double diamond cutter. But. Yeah, one and a half, just because I do have some fun with it, yelling at work, you know, jumping out at people going, I will rule you. Yeah. But other than that. When this movie first came out, I would have been the perfect audience for this. WCW fan, I love stupid comedies, and it's got a lot of my favorite wrestlers in it. It's right? got a pretty decent wrestler lineup. There's a couple, like we mentioned, that should yeah. Maybe not have been in there. So I should be the perfect audience for this. I remember as a, I want to say I was 17, probably when this came out, 17, if I'm about to graduate the next year, 16, 17, yeah. perfect age for this movie, more than likely at that time. I do remember quoting this movie quite a bit after it, you know, like what the, the diamond is upside down. You know, I definitely said that line a few times. We're not uh, in it today, boys. Yeah, yeah. Rewatching it now, though, I there's a lot of attempts at humor, and I'm a big giant comedy apologist, <laughs> right? Especially if there's humor from a certain time that doesn't last till now. I try to think of well back then type of thing. Yeah. But I sort of feel even back then this was aggressively immature. <laughs> Like it's going out of its way to be as immature as it is. It's trying to be what it is. It doesn't take itself seriously. I will give it that much. Uh, I think your one and a half is really fair. And the fact of the matter is, I will always have a soft spot in my soul for WCW. So that's going to give it at least a one for me. And I did enjoy a couple of the really stupid one-off jokes that are in this. Um, that the, the really dumb humor, like the finger in his butt thing, and he goes, because I do, that was pretty funny. And Sid Vicious sobbing on the couch was really funny. Uh, and that old man was fantastic. So I'm going to, for that, I will give us also one and a half. So I just looked this up on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the tomatoometer Gives this 22%. That's much higher than I thought, if I'm being honest. The audience score, brace yourself, 52%. Man, audience score is normally higher for movies anyway, but that seems way higher than I would have thought. You should have let me guess before you gave that number. So this will make you laugh too. Critics consensus. Humor at its lowest that isn't funny isn't funny for kids and it's insulting to adults. <laughs> I 
It feels right, though. I think that's exactly what we said. And I yeah. looked this up just because I wanted to see how bad. But, yeah, it's... We, I mean, me and you, I mean, we, even on this show, it's obvious that, I mean, you love stupid humor, right? Yeah. The the movies we reviewed that we really liked are just chock full of stupid humor. But there's, This doesn't do it well, though. There's a delivery in it. Like, yeah. if you watch a Mel Brooks movie, yeah, there is stupid you know, humor in there, but the way that they do it's all played straight. Yeah. It really helps it. Not every, everything in this movie feels like after they say a line, I'm really surprised. They didn't look at the camera and just wink at you. I judge a movie now too, is how many times do I press like up on the remote to see how much time is left? I did do that a couple of times too. Yeah. You were, I did the same uh, thing. And this is only, what about hour it's like an hour 40 something like yeah. that yeah and you got to do that that's pretty bad yeah i would agree yeah and there's a lot of just jumping all over the place i don't feel it's really really plotted well does that make sense yeah like there's no consistency in the storyline everything yeah. seems to it feels very disjointed move to way too fast where yeah not to say anything, but where's the montage? If you're gonna move things fast, you need yeah, there's a no training montage for King. no, no, he not at all for what like maybe two days with sale. Yeah, doesn't work out at all, doesn't do anything, and all of a sudden he's ready for this triple cage death match. Yeah, and I mean they literally go from like just a few minutes before, like you don't like it's it's not shown that King even remotely as appreciative of these two guys to him begging Gordy to come with him and leave his house. Right. Yeah, so Cause he needs them. It feels disjointed because the whole time until like, it, it just doesn't give that relationship between the three enough time. No, that's the same thing with the whole Rose McGowan thing is when he finds out, he never even calls her out about that, that she's yeah. working with Sinclair the whole entire time. And, doesn't even mention that he knows about that and w- that relationship was a day maybe yeah yeah that's it, there's well like, no, it was a couple nights because they went to her house remember but yeah, yeah. And he, oh i wanted to puke the way that but it was very obvious it ha- i mean it's very obvious because it's happening way too fast yeah and you knew if you watch movies you knew that she was working for him just yeah something was up yeah yeah that she was not in love and you knew that's exactly who they were going to get because he made the comment when he went, when they went to the nitro show in the beginning where he was like, Oh, I like Sasha. Yeah. But, and then Sinclair's like, I'm going to make you the head nitro girl. But when we first saw her before that, she She already kind of was right. Yeah. She was in front and center. Yeah. So aren't you the head nitro girl that way? And even before they don't even, and if she's not, they never, ever tell you who is. No. So that's they just seem to say stuff to say stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're I think we've been pretty fair on this movie. Yeah. One and a half, I think, is fair. Uh it's it is what it is. If you want to see it, you can watch it for free. Don't pay for it <laughs> for the love of everything God. sacred. Do not pay for this. Unless you're like watch it on YouTube. Just have your volume control with you because you're gonna need it. Unless and you have yeah. like a huge WCW collection, then that I would understand. Like, if you just need it for your WCW collection, sure. 
Which, and I don't think you're going to be spending too much on it anyway. I so. would love to meet somebody. You know who would be great if they were to do this? And even though they're older, I'm not even going to lie. I just thought about this. It would be cool if they did something like this, but the Gordy and Sean characters were Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. I almost feel like they could have played it a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know. Because I I think you would have had more of Brian Myers as that straight. I don't feel like there was a proper straight guy. And a yeah, because yes, any buddy movies like this, other than maybe Bill and Ted, you got a straight guy that can play it straight, and then the other guy kind of gets a thing. Barley Spade, Wilder Pryor, just naming a few that like nailed it. Yeah, you got to have. Someone in there who kind of balances it out to make it work. That yeah. doesn't really happen here. Yeah. No, it's just goofy, goofy. But yeah, if they redid this movie today, like here's how I would fix it is toss out all the really immature humor and put in stupid humor that doesn't date it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look, I would look at. You know, all the I would look at all those fun spoof movies, me and you love for inspiration, and then throw in a bunch of known wrestlers from today into it, maybe a couple legends, and yeah. that would be a really fun movie. Or maybe also put in like, uh, what is it, prologue where it shows them like it gives them like a time period, 19, you know, yeah, came out in like 2000 show you like 1991 or something like that and they're little yeah. kids and they're rooting for jimmy or they just discovered jimmy the king yeah yes and now they're now they're older where you can i like this idea yes love, yeah or even though just show maybe year intervals of their love growing 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 yeah till that point i agree i agree called filmmaking people i don't do it for a living but Damn, well, I critique it at every moment. <laughs> I'm not qualified to, but I will do it. I will do it. I will yeah. tear any movie apart or and tell yeah. you that I love it. But <laughs> that is it. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check, a, check us out on our social medias, YouTube, Facebook, Patreon. Uh, check out the merch shop. All links are below. And Johnny, you got anything you want to add? Uh, nothing at all. I think we've done it. All right. Well, with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I will rule you.